Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixel Refresh Podcast. I'm your host, Marco Rodriguez, and today I am joined by none other than the illustrious, the wonderful, the magical Mario Amaral. What is going on, buddy? What's up, man? How's it going? Good, What's good. The flow? Como está? Está bien? Good. Uh, yeah, I don't speak that language, but sure. Yeah, cool. No habla español. No habla español. Oh, no es bueno. No es bueno. <laughs> I feel like you're going on a, a trip somewhere where you need to learn a language. <laughs> no, I've just uh, had to work very, uh, very closely. much in different. Yes, closely to different cultures, and I only learn, you know, a little bit. How's here your and there, Tagalog? But... Uh, that's Filipino, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. That's Filipino, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> See, Filipino is very. It's it's tricky because, like, as you know, I've worked with F- Filipinos, and I still work with many Filipinos, and um, they they teach me certain words, like uh, I know, like uh, pango or pangon, and it means like. I didn't see. I'm butchering it. I feel sorry for anybody who's listening to this who does speak Filipino, but um, basically. It's tricky because it's kind of like Spanish. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, it's mixed in with with something else, so it's very hard to like understand. And the only word like that I could really learn, and I know this word like by heart now, so I could say I know one Filipino word, and it's okay. Like okay, like O and K. No, that's not a Filipino <laughs> word. <laughs> it is actually. Look oh, it up. Okay oh, is, is exactly spelled okay, like it isn't. Uh, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> You're so special. I think the only I only know two words. I probably butcher them butcher them as well. One is kuya, which is kuya, which is brother. kuya is like big brother. Yeah, like I always brother. I always get called kuya, right? Like and I, I used think to... I think ate is like a- big sister. Is, yeah, ate is like big sister too. Yeah, so those okay. are two words I'm very familiar with, especially kuya because I always was kuya Mario, right? Yeah, kuya Mario because I, they had like their son. Even like the elder uh, women I knew would call me kuya Mario. You know what I mean? And yeah, uh, yeah. it's like, and you call it's like them a respectful ante. thing. It's a respect thing. Yeah, so. It's cool, yeah, Kuya Mario, which is like exactly how it sounds. It's spelt, which is K-U-Y-A, I think. I think if so. If I'm I not know. wrong, yeah, because I've spelt it a few times in cards. I'll be like, hey, Merry Christmas from Kuya Mario, right? Especially to the little, uh, the little Dude, boy. Dude, you're two steps closer to being a Filipino, bro. That's what I'm that's saying. It. Okay, and Kuya, that's an auntie. <laughs> I'm done, bro. That's all I need to know. There you go. Uh, so today's episode is an interesting one. Today's episode... Uh, just we, before you continue. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Is sponsored by nobody. Us, actually. <laughs> it's sponsored by us. But today's episode should be called, in big bright letters, Apple News. That's literally what it should be called, just Apple News. Because looking at our list right here, it's Apple News. <laughs> That's all it's about is Apple. Not the app Apple News, but isn't just news about Apple. I don't know how it happened. I'm pretty sure there's other things that came out, like like the new Huawei P30. I don't think we've talked about that. But it's all on. It's all Apple here, so let's get to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This week is a bit of an Apple week. I know the P30. I want to save the P30 for next episode because there's a big feature in the camera that I want to talk about. I think it's pretty okay. cool. But, um, but uh, so last week's episode or... If you are uh, a constant listener, you mean like like literally last week, which I didn't mean to upload last week. I meant to upload it the week before, but that's besides the point. 
Last week's episode, we covered game streaming. And at some point during the episode, we talked about how we we knew that Apple was doing an event on the following Monday. The Monday was called Showtime, and the Showtime event covered a couple of different things. Um, I'm going to start off... Um, should I, I think we should start off with news because it's the most boring in my opinion. Um, it is. It is probably the most boring, but... And it's I the only know, one but, that has a price. <laughs> right, because it's the only one being released immediately that yeah. is already released. But I will say one thing about Apple News. Is it called Apple News or Apple News Plus? So the app is called oh, Apple, Apple News. News the Plus service is, is called Apple for. News Plus, yeah. Okay. So I will say one thing about the Apple News app. I, it's it's uh, very welcoming. Like uh, I welcome it with open arms because I remember sliding to the right and yep. having the little snippets of news, but never being able to get anything beyond that. Yeah, yeah. It was like that's what you got for news, and that was kind of annoying because like you've had to go, you had to go get your news somewhere else. Whereas in like you know having an Android device and having Google. If you had something with like a Google launcher, you could swipe to the right. All the news of Google was there and you could continue to get more news, you know, whereas in, now you'd have to open up, let's say, the 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 browser Safari to go and search up what else is new in news unless you had another app. So it's welcoming to get this app now that allows you to, if I'm not wrong, pick different news categories. Yeah, it does. And and give you more stories besides what they think you want to hear about. And this like three or four column news section that was only in the, what was that called? As the, the shortcut section, right? Yeah, it was uh, the news. It was the news widget in the in the widgets like, That's today it, section widget of section. the phone. Yeah, so I I actually enjoyed this. I thought it was something, and you can agree with me or disagree with me. This is something that should have been done since day one. It should have never been like Apple News is wasn't an app, and it was just like some snippets that you got. Well, the only reason it was snippets at that time was because it wasn't readily available in Canada, the app itself. Like, I actually switched my phone to um, the American, US? the U.S., and I would get the app, and I would use the app that way. Oh, so it was, it just, was out there prior to being out here in Canada for for a long time? Yeah, or? yeah. So it, it's been out for a while. It just we oh. haven't had it in Canada up until, like, maybe iOS 12, to be honest. Hmm. Um, it's something that, um, it's something that I, I, I really enjoy. It's a really nice app. Um, I do like the, the categorization, like you were just talking about, like you can look at just tech news or just like, you know, I like music news cause I, I'm a big hip hop guy. Um, and you can, you can dive deep into those different categories of news, which I think is like phenomenal. It's perfect. 100%. It's like having, um, you know, the other apps we use, whether it's Flipboard or... Is it Flipboard? Sorry, is it called Flipboard? Flipboard is very similar to Apple News. Yeah, yeah. Flipboard or uh, there's another one I use. Actually, you're the one who told me about it. It's like a green icon, if I'm not wrong. Feedly? Um, it might be. Feedly, yeah. Sounds correct. Yeah, so Feedly is a RSS aggregator. Uh, and that's what I usually use, Feedly, with another app called Reader. Um. And they're great, but they're they don't have the visual presentation that an app like Apple News or Flipboard has. Yeah, I'd have to say Flipboard is my go-to just because the Apple News app is something new to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm very used to just Flipboard, uh, flip 
Flipboard. And uh, now I'm excited. I'm excited that Apple News is there and I can pick categories just like I do in Flipboard. And it's built right into my my device, you know. So uh, always a welcoming up upgrade to something that I thought was pointless at one time because there was no categories you could pick. And it was only like little bits of news that like I'd have to say about like 70% of the time I didn't care about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, the news that was showing up in the widget was just more local news like from CB like um, – from like the like CP24 and all right. that stuff, right? Like it would always be local news, like the Globe and Mail stuff that they they wanted to highlight, but just more about Canadian local news. Um, I like I like the app, the service that they announced, which is a, pretty much why we're talking about this, is what Apple has done with something called Texture. So Texture was an app created by all the magazine companies. That would make it's a subscription based service that gave you access to a bunch of different magazines for $10 a month. Apple went ahead and bought them and has repackaged their service plus additional new services into something called Apple News Plus. So basically, in Canada, it's $12.99. And what it gets you access to is a, a plethora of different, um, a plethora of different news. Um, publications uh, from different areas around the world, as well as a plethora of uh, magazine app uh, magazines from for you to access. So right. magazines like uh, Forbes, magazines like uh, Times, magazines like uh, like Wired. Wired's one of my favorite. I think GQ is on there. There's a bunch of different really good magazines. Um, I haven't really tested out. Uh, the app all that much to be honest from a news perspective other than the stuff that is already accessible via the, like the free version um, but yeah that's again I say it's like the most boring but there's probably an audience out there for this somewhere um, especially and- the magazine section of it because that was a big selling point when they were introducing the news plus uh, feature uh, it was that all you get uh, access to all these magazines that I'm assuming other people were using different ways of getting their magazines, whether it was actually physical, which I don't know if that's really a big thing anymore. But surprisingly uh, it is like, uh, there are a lot of people still subscribe to certain magazines and they'll spend like, uh, you know, I don't know, a couple dollars a month, maybe four or $5 a month to get a, a new subscription. Like it's, it's crazy. I've never been one of like, don't get me wrong. I've, I've, I've been one to read a magazine if I'm somewhere that a magazine is available and just pick one up and, you know, flip through it. Yeah. I've never been the person to have to see a magazine all the time to get my news. I guess because we're in such a digital era where it's so easy to get news. That's like I, I can't find there being a reason to get, you know, a magazine. But then again, I'm assuming like magazines are are concentrating on certain things, different types of magazines, whether you're into like, you know, vehicles and you're getting a vehicle magazine or a magazine about fashion. Yeah. I'm assuming you could still digitally get that information, but maybe the magazine. So a lot of magazines know, these days are going digital. So when you buy their subscription, they offer both a physical copy and a digital copy per month or, or one or the other. Sometimes the price is like, the same so you might as well get the physical copy right. and the digital copy if you're going to spend the same amount for just a digital copy right um 
And so more and more of these magazines are trying to digitize because that's sort of where people want to watch or see that content is on like an iPad or something like that. Um, and the good thing about the service is now you get like it's bundled, right? I get a ton of magazines for the price of, of, of what I would probably be paying for one or two of my ongoing subscriptions to a magazine. So right? are you subscribed to this uh, Apple News Plus? Uh, me right now, no. I'm I'm messing around with the free trial, so there's okay. a month free trial right now, but I I'm I have not actually purchased the subscription. The other thing oh, okay. to note about the subscription is if I were to purchase it, it would be accessible to all the members of my family on my um, Apple Family thing. Nice, uh, lucky family then. share. So everybody, <laughs> including yourself, uh, damn would have access to it but i'd to probably a- start reading some magazines to be honest but i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't myself go out there and get this subscription for magazines but i yeah. probably would go into it if you you know i wouldn't want you to waste your money for no reason so I, i'll be honest i don't there. i don't know if i'm actually going to pick this up at all because there's not enough magazines that like pique my interest that have articles that i can't already find online or somewhere else right and your wife is not interested in does she uh Sam subscribe to any kind of magazine like any any fashion uh, magazine not or that anything? I know of I mean she grabbed a couple of magazines when um you had the when she was getting trial? married like when we were oh, getting okay. married she would get like those wedding magazines but like besides that like she actually is not or at least hasn't seemed like the type of person who really cares about seeing magazines or reading magazine articles so um yeah it's pretty much the service uh there's uh at this event there was a big huge focus on privacy um you know and them not sharing data so one of the things that they did talk about was like hey any of the articles you read we're not going to share that with advertisers we're not going to blah 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 uh you know that's all you know your own personal tastes and previews and and we're not going to share any of that and so they kind of harped on that a couple of more times when it came to the next couple of services that they announced. Um, and it's, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting to see how they've leveraged something that was kind of never really their shindig. And uh, it, it was like, it's a byproduct of just how they've run their business is what I'm saying. And they're turning it into a selling point. Um, because Apple has never been about, you know, uh, doing things the way that other businesses do. And I think that's, it's really interesting that now they've just turned something that they were already doing into, you know, a selling point. Oh, we care about your privacy, but that's a topic for another day. Um, so that's pretty much it on, on the whole news front, to be honest. It's, it's nothing compelling. It's the only service that exists right out the gate. It's the only one that you can purchase, as uh, as we were mentioning earlier. Um, the following service they they mentioned was the Apple uh, Arcade. Apple Arcade. Yes, which I just actually I didn't even realize they released this service or that it was uh, mentioned. Just because I kind of got the um, the whole event in one of those hey Apple event in fifteen minutes. Yeah. And I, it just kind of skims through all the topics. And uh, Apple Arcade, I actually had to go and, like, research it today. Well, at least look into it. 
and uh, it's it seems interesting. Do they have a? They don't have a price on this, right? Everything else doesn't have a price. No prices for anything else. No. So Apple Arcade to me, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, seems just like. Um, well, first of all, it's it's an arcade, so it's definitely about games and playing them on any platform that's Apple at yep. this point. So your iPad, your iMac, your iPhone, Apple but TV. So I'm. Apple TV, right, which is another app we'll talk about after. So I'm assuming at this time, um, we're talking about maybe mobile games. Is that what it basically is? Just like mobile uh, games? So like a game you would have on you? Because it doesn't seem like... So some of the games that they showed off were very mobile-centric games. And there was a couple of the games that they showed off that weren't mobile at all, to be honest. They were... Um, there were games... One of the games is called... Um, the floor is lava and i've played this game on the pc before uh, i played the beta it's a pretty cool game it's a parkour game where literally the floor is lava and it's continuing to rise um and so it's it's a game about like getting getting to the end of a level as fast as possible without you know the lava taking over and killing you um and so it's interesting. I, I don't know if they're going to put that on mobile, if all the games... It's kind of the stuff that they didn't really cover in the, the keynote, is that they they didn't tell us what was going to get covered, if all games work across all platforms, how that's going to work, what the cost is. So Well, that's, that's what I'm assuming, because in, like, reading on, on uh, Apple's website, it's like, start playing on your iPhone, continue on your iPad. So I would assume it's hey every every game's going to be able to do this, and yeah, I would the think they would we... say. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> 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 no, I'm I'm assuming like okay. First of all, I just I just want to clarify that to me, anyways, this doesn't seem like a competitor to Google's um, Stadia. You know, no, it's definitely Stadia, not. or even like uh, PlayStation Now. This is kind of just like exactly as the name says, it arcade. Which wouldn't be, you know, AAA I, I want to say this is going to be closer to Xbox Game Pass. Where Xbox you spend Game an Pass. amount and you have access to that game. As okay, long as in the sense of you got a, access to a library yeah. of games this that is you would definitely otherwise not pay a, for. Yeah, exactly. This is definitely not a streaming service. This is, right. and th- they didn't say otherwise, but I have firm belief that this is not a streaming service, but this is a pay me to have access to a library of games that you could download and play at any time you want. So games possibly you would find in the Apple store would yeah. be games you're going to find on here, but they're all paid games, whether they're, you know, 1399, uh, 29.99 or one ninety nine. there's going to be this library. Now that you pay per month, you have access to all these games, just like you said yourself would be um, the Xbox game pass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that's exactly it. That, that's 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 what I am envisioning. What they're going to be doing with this? It seems like everybody's going towards this now. So I'm I'm assuming they'll give developers options to opt into the service and get paid like a certain fee depending on. Yeah, no, how- knowing Apple, there's the developers will get a fee. Uh, you know, they're going to split revenue in some sort of way. Uh, they've got a couple of developers, pretty well known developers, already on on the service right now, building games for the service. They're touting that a couple of the games on the service will be exclusive, uh, whether that's exclusive to like the iPhone, the Mac platform or the service. Like, is it platform exclusive or is it, 
is it service exclusive? Like you can yeah. only find this game on Apple Arcade. Um, and for how long is another question, right? Now talking about this, what would you think would be a fair price for a service like this? And and just to clarify, the only game I've even like recognized on the list of games they said were coming out was like the Lego. Oh yeah, Lego Brawler or whatever. Yeah, like called. that's the only game I was like, oh Lego, I, that looks like it would be fun. But sorry, for- so what would you think this service would? Like a decent price, because right now we're saying Apple News Plus service is twelve ninety nine. You said, yeah. I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna release this at twelve ninety nine in Canada as well. So nine ninety nine in the U S. twelve ninety nine in Canada. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt that this service is literally gonna be ten dollars. My hope though is that after announcing all these services, that they have some sort of like ultimate bundled pricing. You know, I want right. to be That's able what to pay. I would one right. amount for all of it or all whatever version, you know, instead of paying $10 for each of these services that is billed individually. Because at this point, it's starting to seem that if you have their three services, which the one we've talked about, Apple News Plus, yep. the Apple Arcade, and the one we're going to talk about next, which is Apple TV Plus, yep. you would basically be $30 in American yeah, and, you know, closer to $40 in yeah. Uh, Canadian and like that's 40, like 46 dollars yeah like almost 50 dollars like you're, you're almost 50 dollars in a month if you grab all these services so they definitely should have a bundle hopefully yeah you would hope again I, I totally agree you would hope that they would bundle these in some sort of service to be honest Um, maybe and, even bundle it with like um, like bundle storage with, with existing storage. services yeah like, yeah like hey I already pay Apple Music. I already pay right. for Apple Storage. So like bundle it all together. Give Maybe me a good call price it the, on all of it. The Apple Collection Bundle. Yeah, hell yeah. And boom, you know, give give your I don't, I don't know cuz like right now at this point with all these services Apple could be making around $100 off each each person if they decided to go with all the services they they provide. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They, they they make a lot of money, you know. Yeah, they that that is. If a they lot get of everybody, money. if they get everybody into that ecosystem, they can make a ton of money. Like, there's no doubt about it. I think the bigger piece is they need to, um, they need to think about bundling this stuff, or else like it's it's easier to get people in on a service like look at bell and rogers right it's easier to get people to pay for something that's being bundled with other things than it is to get them to pay for it individually especially if the value is there you know what i mean if the value is there people don't care they'll pay for it right like i already i already started talking about if uh you know we're about to talk about this in a second but like the whole TV service. I Before the TV service got announced, I was like, hey, if they're doing like a la carte streaming and they're saying like, oh, we can bundle all of your streaming services into one cost and you'll get access to whatever you want. I'm like, I'm fucking down. I will pay $30 a month for basic, for basically cable, but in streaming service, you know, like I can stream like live events of sports. I can get all the latest TV shows from one service and like all the, you know, premium content from like HBO on another service. Like doesn't matter to me. I will pay for it, you know? Um, but, but it seems like, and I, maybe this is a good transition into, um, uh, 
you know, Apple TV. Because uh, there's honestly not much to say about some of these services because there wasn't really much announced about them. Right. There's uh, no pricing. Are there release dates? No, there's no release dates. There's like, no release uh, dates. Like, there's general release dates like this fall, you know, or this summer. You know, nothing specific, though. Um, and so... So the Apple TV thing was interesting. So the Apple TV thing was two-pronged. One prong was, hey, guys, we're making our own content. Uh, we are making our own, like, original TV shows or shows in general. And the other was, hey, we're working with all these other brands to allow you to pay for streaming services a la carte that we are calling channels on your Apple TV for... Uh, you know, set amount of money, basically. Um, and so I think the big interesting part out of all this is honestly the, the content, but there's, they haven't really said much. We know, we know who's going to be making content, you know, we know, we know that they, uh, are really, happy that they're making new content for people to watch we don't know if any of it's going to be good we know there's a lot of great names behind it like we had jennifer oprah Oprah, we had jennifer aniston we had we had uh what's that director's name steven spielberg on stage like um but steven spielberg isn't he doing content for netflix as well isn't the um, isn't that show about the kids what is it called again isn't that a steven spielberg I I don't know. He recently started like talking mad shit about Netflix. Uh, Netflix, Netflix films shouldn't be uh, nominated for Oscar awards. And he went on this big, like if, if, if a film has not been in a theater, then it shouldn't get an Oscar. shouldn't be nominated for an Oscar. So he seems very like anti-streaming service, to be honest, which is very weird to have him on stage at a streaming service event. If Such I'm not wrong, he is literally Stranger Things director. Stranger Things director? No, I don't think he's Stranger Things director. That's like the Something Brothers. Like really? the two, there's two dudes, like the Dufferin Brothers or the Duffin Brothers, are like the Stranger Things directors. But okay. he's he's used to doing like sci-fi stuff, like. Uh, I don't know what he's doing recently. Maybe he is. Maybe he's like executive producing Stranger Things 3 or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, they had a bunch of people on stage like Jason Momoa. They had uh, they had Jennifer Aniston. They had uh, Oprah. Oprah came out. Um, so it seems like all these, all these different actors and actresses, they even had, uh, what's his name? Uh, he plays Michael Scott in The Office. What is his name? God damn it. Yeah, I don't know his name, oh, to be honest. Oh, I'm going to remember it like the most inconvenient time right now. Um, but yeah, they had him on stage, so I think he's going to be a part of a show. And yeah, so they just they came out and said, hey, we're putting out something called Apple TV+. Plus. It is a subscription-based service that they're talking about that will give you access to Apple original content. Um. There's no date around it. There's no price around it. So we don't know any of that. Uh, so a bulk of the news from an Apple TV perspective was around the channels thing, um, which essentially uh, is a revamp to their TV app, 
that will bundle things into channels. And essentially you can pay for access to those channels depending on the channel's cost and uh, treat it like a regular TV cable subscription essentially. Except there doesn't seem to be any bundle pricing, which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, we just like it's literally it's one of those things where you don't know what's going to happen because there isn't enough info. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that that was a lot of what what came out of that out of this event uh was a lot of stuff you're like I I don't know what's going to actually happen here. So you know, you you kind of left wondering what what things are going to turn out to be like, right? And especially because here in Canada, we usually get shafted. Usually, we always get shafted. We always get shafted. And just just to clarify, you're right. The Duffer Brothers are the ones who developed the series. And nothing to do with Steven Spielberg. So I uh, I was definitely wrong about that. It just seems like a show he would do. I know I'm always right. Okay? <laughs> just seems like a show he would do. But yeah, like we always get shafted. When it comes to Canada, like whether it's shows or anything, like I have to be honest. Yeah. Netflix in Canada has only become like really good in the last maybe two years. I, I don't. Or I don't disagree. I think uh, I totally agree with you. Yeah, like with its original shows. Uh, okay, the price is also gone with up. with Netflix like producing, like or or helping produce show like movies sometimes. A movie that won't come out in America comes out in in Canada like immediately. Like Annihilation is a great example of that. Like Annihilation's distribution deal post theaters was that it came to Canada immediately. Like we had Annihilation on Netflix like maybe a month after it was out in theaters. And then and then like 3 or 4 months later it came to American Netflix. Um, but sometimes lately, like, it seems like Netflix Canada, like kind of knows their shit. They know what they're doing, you know? No, for sure. And they've got like even great movies out there uh, yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? They, yeah, they've yeah. got some awesome movies. Um, that's just like, um, it's, it's, I, I enjoy Netflix. I'm on Netflix all the time now because there's always something great to watch or something new and that came and out. And their originals, like still spotty like some are good some are bad but for the most part like the originals are good in my opinion i still haven't finished the umbrella academy but really yeah i'm still like like two or three episodes till the season finale or something like that i haven't finished it you have to finish that um sabrina just came out with a new season i need to watch that i really enjoyed the first season to be honest and i think uh i think it's an interesting really great take super dark take on uh sabrina, on sabrina the teenage witch yes season um, two is just as good they you know what they brought back that a lot of people were waiting for including myself and my wife was the oa is that that brazilian show i don't know it's not brazilian no it's it's uh so there was one that was maybe that's the hundred no, the hundred. There's, 100, there's uh, the one might have been no the hundred. The there's 100, one of them that? that's like not. It's not. Its default language is not English. Everything. I is think dubbed. that's like uh, the number three or number one or something like that. Something like know. that. The one hundred is is a show about space. Um, they they fall back to Earth. Earth so maybe it's not. Maybe it's not the one hundred. It's not the one hundred. I know which one you're talking about. 
Uh, but they're like when you watch the movie, like it's dubbed in English, but the original it, the original is not an English show. Like Always it's been dubbed about this over. woman who doesn't remember who she is, where she came from, and it's kind of going towards like first season that she might not be from this planet. And it, yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's 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 strange, and they just finally, I have to say, it's at least been like two years, maybe since. The last, the first season. So now they've just come up with the season two. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to get off track. Uh, yeah, the it's so. Here's my thing. Yeah. My main thing right now is basically Apple TV Plus, especially here in Canada with content. Can it compete with something like Netflix? Because like now you're, you're people. It depends on the shows that they come up with. No, one hundred percent. That's that's what's gonna you know. That's what's going to do. And whether they give you like a really good, um, you know, deal on, uh, you know, having all these services together, because at this point, like you're fighting for this market. Like if I'm paying for Netflix, let's say thirteen ninety nine a month and you're giving me your service for thirteen ninety nine a month, I'm not going to pay for both. I'm going to choose either or that's kind of the way it's going to work for me because there's other services too. what's the uh, bell service called right now that's open to everyone again? Uh, Crave. Crave, which I've heard there's some really good, you know, content yeah, on Crave. Yeah, me, me and Sam get Crave because her dad is... Uh, Val Canada? No, he's a subscriber to Rogers, the HBO plan, to get HBO. Oh, okay. And so the new version of the plan comes with Crave, so you can stream HBO. There you go. So I've, I've heard there's some good content on there, but at this point, I'm happy with Netflix and their original content that I'm not even thinking of buying Crave because at this point, if I start buying all the services available, I'm paying, you know, more than cable. Yeah. At that point, like when you get to a point where your subscription costs are more for, for entertainment, like TV are more than a cable subscription, then you might need to just reconsider just buying a cable subscription. Right. Right. Uh, the only thing you don't get that you get with a streaming service and vice versa, they have their pros and cons right now. The pro is, you get to binge watch everything if it's already available on, on the service, right? The con is that in the case of some shows that go direct to TV and we're not there yet with streaming services, right? It's not released parallel. You have to wait a day later for for certain shows, right? For shows to come out. You know? And anything original content won't come out on cable TV usually, will it? And, and that's another right. thing is that, yeah, unless the distribution deals are made there then original content on streaming services won't won't come out on on cable. So yeah, we'll have to see with uh Apple TV Plus because I wouldn't be surprised. They've they've usually invest a lot of money into whatever services they're they're coming out with. Like I I was just listening to I think it was the radio the other day and they were talking about how um you know, Apple Music has surpassed Spotify in certain areas. I wouldn't say in in the whole yeah, but as in, and I don't know if it was certain countries or or whatever it was, it surpassed Spotify. And people, you know, uh, made assumptions that Apple uh, Apple Music wasn't going to make it. You know, it was going to be crushed by Spotify. And it's, you know, it's got how many millions or billions of users now? So Boy, were they wrong? They were definitely wrong. You know what I mean? And it's because. There is such a following, you know what I mean, when it comes to Apple. There's like, um, and that's not the word I'm looking for. What's the word you used? There's, um, there's just people who like love Apple, 
and all the products and all their services. So as long as they keep those people, you happy. know, happy, yeah, that's that's all that's all it takes. And and sometimes see the thing with Apple is sometimes they know they can just charge as much as they want and and maybe not even give you a bundle just because they know people will pay it. Yeah, I think I think more and more these days though people are cognizant of how much money they spend on subscriptions cuz there's something like lately that's been happening it's called subscription fatigue. Uh or at least that's what people are labeling and it's just like everybody's like pissed, not pissed but like kind of tired that the that everyone is moving to a subscription. If if I if I need to pay a subscription for everything that I have in my life, I'm just I'm going to pay a lot of money for things, right? No, you're right. It's like it's like I think about this as well. I'm sometimes sitting there and I go, you know, like I pay for my Netflix and that's someone taking out of like, you know, just imagine your piggy bank at the end of the month. Someone just took a little bit out of your piggy bank, but you're like, oh, it isn't that much. You know what I mean? Or out of your pocket. Piggy bank maybe sounds too childish. So out of your pocket, somebody took out that $13. Then you're like, oh, I got the Game Pass. Somebody just took another like eleven ninety nine out. Oh, I've got my internet fee. Oh, someone just took out this. And you think there's small amounts until at the end of the month, you're like, oh, my God. Everybody just came in for their share. And I'm yeah, like $500 yeah. down. You know what I mean? And it's like. Well, I have to cut off some no, of these even, services. No, it's even worse than that because, like, I remember, you know, being subscribed to a bunch of different services closer to, like, Christmas, right? Like, end of December, early January. I remember experiencing, like, a long, long time ago before before anything. But I remember experiencing a moment where, like, I looked at my bank account after, like, a, you know, after, a, you know, a paycheck. I was like, where the fuck did all my money go? <laughs> And it's because all these like subscriptions like Amazon Prime and like I was paying for you need a budget and I was paying for, you know, like Apple, Apple everything and, you know, whatever, you know, and then just like everything piles up to the point where like, holy shit, like I didn't realize it, but like all my shit is like being paid for in close proximity to each other uh, on an annual basis that, I you know, I'm losing out on money, basically. Yeah, you don't even think about it. And some of those services we're just so used to having even when we don't use them. And because we justify it by being such like, oh, you know, it's it's $20 a month or whatever. You know what I mean? It, oh, it's only $15 a month or whatever. And then let's say you do have a, a subscription to, uh, you know, media and you've watched it once a month. Yeah. For the last four months. But you're just like, oh, whatever. Well... You got to really sit down and rethink the situation. That is, you know, coming back to this is what Apple's got to fight against. You know, people going, is this worth it? You know what I mean? So they better have some really good content because it's like uh, who just did this? And I think they're dying off now there or they just canceled it. YouTube. Oh, YouTube yeah. Just, the the original. Yeah. They just closed down all the YouTube. They didn't make it in the market. Yeah. They well, did I not mean, make it. The problem with YouTube Originals is it wasn't widely available. It was just available in the United States and, you know, but mad respect to YouTube Originals because they bundled Originals in with their, like, YouTube Premium service. They did and, have and YouTube, YouTube Originals music. here. No, we never got YouTube Originals. I remember watching some free episodes yeah, on maybe, YouTube. Maybe, but everybody gets access to those free demo episodes. Oh, it's it's actually purchasing but it's it? It's like, yeah, it's like an actual, like, if I want the rest of the season for that content, like, I have to pay for YouTube Premium. 
or YouTube Red, as it was called before, right? That's what I'm saying, though. But it was available. You just had to pay for no, you c- because you couldn't pay for YouTube Red in Canada, so you could never access it. Oh, okay. Like the only way you could see, do that, I, I did watch a whole season, but the I only way you could probably do that is if you way. like if you paid for it, like you paid for it in American. You know what I mean? Like you have a VPN and and you paid for it that way. That's the only way I could see you being able to use it. You know, unless you got it another way, like someone. I did. I did one hundred percent get it another way, and that was just because I d- didn't want to get it in that way. It was a totally legal way. I just got it a different way. Yeah, like from the illegal vendor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I I don't remember what show I watched. It was a YouTube original. It was about this this girl who uh, found out she could teleport. Uh, yeah. I don't remember the name of it right now. So basically, when she got like really stressed out, she could teleport like back to her bedroom, and uh, she did not know she had this ability. And and the main the main part of the show is she's in a car with with uh, another uh, boy she's young and um he tries to let's say pull moves on her that she didn't agree she freaked out she encaved the whole car and he ended up in a wheelchair and she just teleported back to her bedroom with like the door in her hand you know what i mean and, and like i watched a few free episodes i got hooked and then i got the rest of the season from somewhere else and i enjoyed it and it kind of sucks that now there's not going to be a season two because that's over. I mean, unless someone else picks up that show. Yeah, they, there's so many ways they could distribute that and make money off of it. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, it either gets killed or they find somewhere else to put it. Depends on the reception, right? If it wasn't being received well, then, then it's not worth it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, that, that's been pretty much like YouTube music and the last service or last thing that they announced. Uh, sorry, I, I just want to make sure if you, you're okay moving on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 100% okay. Moving um, on for sure. so yeah. And then the last thing that they announced at the event was, uh, the Apple card. This is a credit card that, uh, seems to have some really nice perks to be honest. Um, says like daily cash back. It's a digital card within your Apple wallet. Um, it does come with a physical card just in case uh, the place that you're coming, going to does not take um, digital payments. So tappable payments or what, uh, you know, uh, contactless payments as they call them. Um, so it does come with that type of stuff. Um, the real interesting part is, is the cash back metrics. Uh, so just like two cash, two percent cash back on, sorry, three percent cash back on Apple products and okay. services. Then it's uh, give me a second. I have to look this up. I had this in my head, and now okay. While you're looking that up, you know what I want to see on this card? Yes, I want to see the option to go into an Apple store and purchase outright an Apple device, whether it's a laptop or whether it's an iPad, whether it's an iPhone and get that on a, let's say two year plan to pay it off. Just like you would on your carrier interest free. That's number one, what I would want to see. Or if you're not going to give me that, you're still going to charge me interest, even though it's like an Apple device. Yeah. You have to, cause you've partnered up with MasterCard or whatever. I want to see that if I go purchase an iPhone, you're giving me free Apple Care Plus if I use this card. 
That's a good. I don't. I don't know the the possibility. Would you? Would you not? Would that not be a selling point? Use uh, our credit card. I think that would be cool, man. You save three hundred dollars on or two hundred dollars, whatever it costs on the device you're getting, for Apple Care Plus. Or if you buy an Apple phone or an Apple product, we'll give you two years interest free. But you have to pay it off within that two years, or all the interest is added on at the end of those two years. Just like, uh, let's say, Best Buy. And maybe they could have an admin fee, just like Best Buy used to have with whatever company they use. They'd be like, six months, no interest, as long as you paid off in those six months. Or at the end of that, you'd get charged the full amount of interest. And there was an admin fee, whether it was $30 or whatever. Then that's how they made their money instead of interest. Yeah, I mean, does that sounds like a good perk, to be honest. Uh, whether they'll do that or not, I'm not sure. Um but so far, the deals of of the card are, um, it's it's mostly an Apple. It's it's mostly a card for smaller purchases, I think, because the the big selling point from their perspective is uh, the tappable nature on your phone and all that stuff, right? Um, so it uh it it has daily cash back, so you'll get daily cash back. It does, uh, it. It categorizes all your transactions, tells you where you're spending your money. Um, it also has, um, so what was the percentages again? Where in the hell is it not showing me the percentages? When you buy something and with your Apple card, you get on... a percentage of your purchase back in daily cash. Not a month from now, not but every day. There's no limit to how much you can get, and it goes right into your Apple Cash card, so you can use it just like cash. Um, and all this, all these, all this information you're reading is based on the card they're releasing in the states. Yes. So, sorry. Here it is: three percent cash back on everything you buy from Apple, whether you buy from the Apple Store, Apple.com, the Apple Store, or iTunes. That includes games, in-app purchases, and services like Apple Music and subscriptions like iCloud storage plans. Two percent cash back on everything you buy using Apple Pay. That's in every category with no limits. Imagine all the things you use your credit card for every day at Target, Walgreens, Lyft. You get 2% cash back on that. And 1% if you happen to come across a store, website, or app that doesn't take Apple Pay yet. Apple Card is still gives you 1% cash back on purchases through the physical card that you get. So this is this so far, unless someone has dissected this, it sounds great. Um, it's it's an I'm amazing. We get the same perks in yeah, Canada. It is an. It sounds like an amazing cashback card. Like, it does one hundred percent. Like we have we have like deals that will give you like four percent cashback on most uncategorized purchases. Like they'll be like, oh, only on you know gas, only on blah blah blah. You know gas, groceries. Let's say an entertainment four percent cashback, right? That's great and all, but but the the majority of the time you're spending your money on not those things. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's more on the other things. And this is giving you two percent, at least you know for the states right now. It's giving you two percent on anything you could use digitally, three percent on anything in the Apple Store, and then one percent on anything that is not available digitally tapped. Yeah, you have to use your physical card, which is just like uh, you think about it. There might be higher percentage cards, but if they're based in only certain categories, you're actually going to get back less than a card that is available to be used for everything and anything. 
at 1% guaranteed and then 2% uh, a bigger piece of the pie, which is digitally, and then, you know, 3%, which is good if you're going to go into the Apple store and buy like a, you know, $4,000 computer. That's that's nice to get 3% cash back. Yeah, at a $4,000 computer, like you, you're getting you're getting $120 back. Like, right. And then again, we haven't dissected this. Somebody could have dissected this and been like, well, here's what the fine print says. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I think all the, all the stuff around this, this setup, like the physical card looks really nice. The Apple pay version of the card looks super nice. Um, they have like the cashback stuff. I think the biggest interest for me is around, uh, the privacy and security. So basically they won't ever sell your purchasing data to anybody and they won't give access to your purchasing data to anybody because, all the cards are hashed. So the card numbers, the card pins, they're all hashed. So they can't really tie that back to a physical card or a physical person. Um, there's no fees for it. There's no fees on no annual fees. Another, no, another no, big point, selling point. Yeah. I'm really hoping we get all these benefits. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. No cash here. No cash advance fees. No over the limit fees. Or oh, wow. Fees. No cash advance fees? Really? No no fees. Really, their goal is to provide an uh, interest rates that are among the lowest in the industry as well. Yeah. Uh, like, I hope they could. Because I know Canada, they'll come here and these companies will fight them to the to the ends of the world and, and be like, we don't want it here. And, you know, if you're going to partner with one of us here, we won't give you this. We won't give you that. We won't give you this, but I really hope they do. Yeah. have all the same benefits because that will be like the cart to get. And, and again, going back to like one of the biggest things that I love is that how they have like a visual breakdown of how much money you spend and in what categories you spend it in. And so like, if you spending money with this thing on entertainment, it will group that into like, oh, you have nine transactions in entertainment. If you click into that category, it will break down what your recent purchases in that category are. But there, there are already cards that do that. Uh, what do you mean? There are already credit cards that do that. That will break down your purchases like that. Yeah, like I've seen, I've seen statements that have said. So there's, 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 uh, no, and I get they categorize it in certain ways. All, all credit card companies have categorization, but I mean, having it accessible to you at all on times like your on your mobile phone, phone right? Like no, it's that, great, that right? I don't know. I haven't used any. Like, and don't get me wrong. There, there are other services. Like I have a prepaid Visa by a company called Mogo, and Mogo is the same company that you know, you know, of get your your credit score from so you pick one of those up from the actual sorry i'm just uh this is intriguing you've picked it up from the actual app like when they're giving you an option to get their card yeah so i got their card hmm. it's a, just a prepaid card so there's no like i don't need to oh, be okay. approved for credit right. you know i'm just loading it with money but it does the same thing like if you spend with that and you use that as your spending card you know you will it will categorize your transactions and tell you where you spent it but the problem with that in my opinion is and speaking from experience is that you have to load it with money like it's not automatic it's not a credit card i don't have to pay it off every month i want i like i have to worry about a balance on the card now you know what i mean in the in the sense that i have to always load it with cash and there's probably a way to set up automatic loading right but 
but then I have to open a separate app and I have to go into the credit card piece and see what I've been spending my money on. Whereas like this experience is like open up the Apple wallet, tap on the card and you're there. Boom. Done. You know, you get to see all of that. No, it and, sounds awesome. I can't wait for this uh, thing to come out. And I know like lately the thing I like is like if you are on iOS 12.2, I think I'm on 12.2 or maybe I'm on 12.3. But even on 12.3, if you go into Apple Pay and or into the wallet and you tap on a card. Uh, let me get rid of this. So I'm going to tap on my Visa. It will tell me my latest transactions. And the cool thing is you like tap into a transaction and some of them even have location-based data that will tell you where you spent your money, right? So I bought, uh, you know, 461 at McDonald's. It'll tell me specifically what McDonald's I went to to make that purchase, right? Um, it's really cool. I, I think I'm really hoping, I think out of the entire event, this, in my opinion, was the best feature. Like, hands the best down. thing announced, right. The, yeah, sorry, was the best thing announced. The card was the best thing announced to the point where as soon as the show was over, I went to the American website and I signed up. Oh, really? You signed up for the American card? No, I signed up to get notified of to when this card exists because oh, okay. I'm like that stoked about this card. Well, you, that, you let me know when it exists. Like I want to know like as soon as this thing goes live. Uh, so, and if I can finagle my way into getting one in Canada, I'm fucking going to do it. I don't give a shit. So can I ask you a question? Um, just before we move on to our next topic, a while back they had a way of, and, and, and I just want to know if this ever came out in Canada or if it came out in the States and it's only been in the States still waiting to come to Canada. They had that whole way of sending money through like iMessage. What happened to this? Apple Pay Cash. That was the cash card that I was mentioning early. So when you get your digital, uh, your daily cash back, it goes into that cash card. But uh, I'm saying, so we don't have this feature right now. If I wanted to send we, you... We don't have this in Canada right now. So, But it issue, is available in the States? The issue, it is available in the States. Um, the issue with the cash card or this whole setup in Canada is that the five or six banks basically own Interact. And Interact has, um, Interact has e-transfer, right? Which is essentially right. supposed to be the same thing. Uh, and as you'll notice, Interact has been doing things lately, like setting up auto deposit, and you know they're trying to pivot that product to be more like Apple Pay Cash Card, right? Um, it's just one of those things where I've heard about it so long ago. I've never seen it happen. And there's times like where I'm sending, let's say, for example, you money. And it would just be so awesome to go into my message and, you know, my Apple pay and be like, here's $30. Hell yeah. I totally agree. You know what I mean? And and that's something that was announced. Like I remember a while ago and I was like, oh, I wonder if this ever came out here in Canada. But as usually, as usual, Canada gets shafted. Well, here because, Canada gets shafted because the fucking because of us. Canadian yeah. banks are fucking assholes, yeah. and they're greedy as fuck, and and they they want all they want in on everything. It's the same reason why it took so long for Apple Pay to come to Canada, and the reason they got into Canada in the first place was because American the American Express Bank of Canada was like, yeah, sure, we'll do this with you. Uh, we don't give a shit. 
And all the other banks took their fucking time. It's really annoying. It's always super annoying when these banks, like, don't cooperate. Like, you guys are in cahoots. You you charge all everybody the same thing, basically. You're basically like Rogers, Bell, and Tellus, but in bank form. Like, there's no competition yeah, when it comes to... Yeah, it's just a monopoly. Yeah, there's no competition when it comes to banking. Like, um, and I think the, you know... I hate to say it, but I think sometimes the government needs to step in and force competition. Like that's like it. they're trying to do with the mobile. Yeah. Like the C- of- the uh, CRTC. Like I think they're doing a great job of, you know, continuously, especially in comparison to them in the early two thousands. And you and I both know that they're doing a great job of like annually, like looking at where the state of mobile is and being like, is there competition enough or do we need to instate more rules to make more competition? Right. right. And, and I know we're getting a little off topic, but also on that, on that note about competition, a lot of people don't know this. Um, if you search up, you know, um, home internet, there's actually a lot of different smaller companies now that's that resell, you know, Rogers and bell at lower prices um, majority of them, you could rent a modem or you could outright purchase a modem from them or yourself and hook it up. But they're not like, um, uh, and, sorry. And there's not even, a, there's even smaller companies that don't resell like Beamfield. Beamfield is a right. great example of a company but who's building very, their own infrastructure. Their location, they're still starting up with their infrastructure. They're not everywhere. Like the resellers, like I've been trying to find internet for like, let's say my dad for under like $40 a month. And uh, I don't remember what it was, it was called, something um, GT or something like that. And they resold like a smaller, you know, package. I think it was at like 25 megabytes or something. And it was like $29 a month. But I've never heard of this company because they don't really uh, spend the money on um, advertising. Advertising, right? But there are, and this is all based on that competition. Just a few years ago, a company like Tech Savvy was like um, shaking the industry. You know what I mean? And these yeah. big, these big bullies like Rogers were still controlling them and being like, "No, you can't do this, and you can't resell this, and you can't do this, and now we want to do this," and and and. F- Finally, you know, the the CRTC, sorry, what is it called? The yeah, CRTC, CRTC came in and was like, no, no, there's got to be fair competition here or nobody's going to change any pricing, which is exactly what was happening. And now that there is this competition, you do see Rogers plans coming down, Bell Canada plans coming down and starting to offer better plans, even though they're still, in my opinion, high. Yeah. They're getting better. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and hell yeah. the only way to make that happen is competition. But listen. I don't want to get off on a side note here. Um, we can go on. This could be a tantrum that goes on for like ever. But yeah, competition is important. And, and going back to Apple, you know, this is them again, banks trying to stop any type of competition. Yeah. They want to yeah. run it and off. I'm, so. I'm really, you know, good news is that post that conference, the Goldman Sachs. So this is a partnership. This card is a partnership with Apple and Goldman Sachs. Um, and and the CEO or president of Goldman Sachs said like there's very much so interest in bringing this card to international markets. So who knows? Maybe this is an entrance for, you know, Goldman Sachs to come into Canada and provide this card to us. You know, they have the backing. Apple has the backing by a big bank. And if this bank wants to venture into international markets, I think it's a good opportunity for them to work together. So 
yeah, that's 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 pretty much it on the card. Yeah. I think. So let's see, Apple. What what is it called? Apple Card. It's called Apple Card. Yeah. Apple Card. Get in here. Let's see how this works. Like. Yeah, yeah. Give me it. that Apple Card. I just want an let's Apple do Card. Do it. But uh, I think that I think that's enough about the the card. Yep. Super excited about coming. Um, what do we have here on the list? We do have Apple killed the power mat. Air power mat. Dun, dun, dun. You heard about this, my Apple friend? No, I have not. You did not hear that Apple killed the air power mat. Oh, yeah, I did. Sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, they officially have, uh, you know, hung it up to dry. They were not They were not happy with uh, the manufacturing. Like, they no, couldn't, see, they th- couldn't get it to work, basically. No, here's the issue, people. They, they, they introduced this thing. It's called the power mat, you know. And we've seen uh, mats where... They recharge and they usually have like three, four coils. I think Apple wanted to put like twenty something coils in this thing. <laughs> they, they wanted to make it so that wherever you put down a device on a the device, map, it's it going to charge. It would charge. And here's the problem: that's way too many coils crammed into this little mat. And what do they have? Heating issues. That's like it's been Apple's kryptonite the last little bit in manufacturing has been heating issues. So when they try to tell. See, Apple's always kind of figured out a way. Like, they're like, okay, we have heating issues. We'll just send it back and let them work on it again. We're going to figure this out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think they just got to the point where, like, there's no way to figure this out. Either we're going to sell them um, something that we promised them was going to do something when it's not, and that's not who we are. Yeah. So we're just going to, like, end it. The funniest thing is that, like, even on, from what I understand, even on the latest AirPods 2, on the packaging, it says it's like compatible with the, the yeah. Air, so the, the, the air packaging still had the air power mat on it. But. So they were definitely still like one hundred percent a go on this project. Like we're gonna make it happen. We've 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 tried to overcome this. We'll just figure it out. Technology will get a little bit better within the next year. And I guess in that, um, you know, industry of of wireless charging in the um, category, there hasn't been enough. You know, they, they can also do what they did to, with LG. To make it happen. They can do what they do with LG with the LCDs. They could just be like, hey, can you make this to spec with us or figure this out for us? Like, I wouldn't doubt that they'll work with somebody to try and figure out air power, you know, some other way, you know. It's just this one thing that so many people – don't get me wrong. There are so many other ways of charging all three devices uh, at once. But it was this one thing promised that people are like holding out on buying anything wireless charging pad associated because they were like nope i'm gonna save my money i'm gonna wait for the air power mat and now everyone's like oh damn i waited i waited and it's not gonna come yeah i i think i think there was a point in time where a lot of people expected that it wasn't gonna come out anymore like and apple didn't really give you any any like well they weren't they, any again, reasoning they're just they, like we're not doing it no they did they said it didn't meet their manufacturing expectations I was okay so they basically came out and said, it was essentially, if you want to put it plainly, we weren't able to do it, so we're not doing it, basically. <laughs> yeah, because when they we had We weren't able on... to do it, so we're not going to do it. <laughs> right, because when they had these things on display, from what I understand, when they first announced it, nobody could actually use it. It was just like, this is what it's going to look like. Here oh, yeah, is, you can you, you can use it. You can demo out like what the visual is going to look like. Don't get me wrong, it looked really nice, but if you can't make it work... Right. Especially knowing Apple the way they wanted it to work, right? Then it's just not going to happen, right? See, here's the issue, people. We don't want Samsung to pick this up because we know it's going to blow up. 
because heat and devices. You know what? Speaking of Samsung, <laughs> quickly, did you see that recent episode of Front Page Tech? No. Okay, you got to watch it. There's a point in time where he's like, Samsung's not doing well. The entire episode is about that. And he's like, you know what? But I have some ideas for you, Samsung. And he starts going down like, uh, okay, Samsung, I've got a couple ideas. These are great ideas. I didn't steal these from anywhere else. They're great ideas, though. Okay, so you need to put out a service called uh, Samsung News Plus. (laughs) 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 Samsung, uh, the Samsung card. The Samsung card. Uh, I can see this all happening too. (laughs) Samsung Arcade. And then the last one he said was uh, Samsung TV Plus. Uh, I can see this all happening too. I I, I wouldn't be surprised. So they've got to compete. But yeah, you should watch. Yeah. So I think, I think there isn't much to say. I just wanted to. It's dead. It's dead. Leave it alone. If anybody was waiting for the air power and you haven't heard the news, the air power, Matt, is dead. And basically it was this. This charging mat where you could lay either your Apple Watch, your iPhone, or your your AirPods anywhere, and it would just charge. It would be smart enough to know also what it was charging. Yeah. And there was going to be, like, some kind of communication between your phone and these three devices. So it would tell you, like, which one is charging and, and at how much percent, you know, which is beyond your normal charging mat. And that's why it was so cool and interesting and, and yeah. And awesome. So yeah, again, it's, it's I, dead. The, the technology is so new. I think someone will create this. You know, it's only a matter of time. To be honest, it's dead for now. I think, but ultimately, yeah, I'm assuming when technology gets better in that in that area, it will probably be revisited. Because we still want to get to a point where like wireless charging is faster. Because right now it's not that fast. So yeah, it's it's still like I think max is out of fifteen, seventeen watts. Yeah. So I mean, we've got a long ways to go. To be honest. It's, it's, yeah. This is just the beginning. Dun, dun, dun. Da, da, da. And our last topic here, yeah. which was put by myself. I don't know if you've read anything into this. Have you? No. So college students allegedly. Oh, this thing. The whole like yeah. they stole. It's stole, but like we're able so to get like $900,000 in replacement. Yeah, $900,000 in replacement. So so what they did is, is this is actually pretty funny because like. I don't even know how exactly that would work, but what they did is they they imported a bunch of counterfeit uh, iPhones. So fake iPhones were were imported into Canada from I'm sorry into the U.S. Okay. from China with two different students, from what I understand, or they were working together. One was in China, was or they're both here. I, I don't remember. And then they would take them into the Apple store, and I'm assuming these are really good counterfeits, or they would do it over online or whatever it was. And and they would say they didn't turn on. Out of like I think three hundred and something devices, a hundred and something got accepted as not turning on and got replaced under warranty. See, I don't know how they did this because from from reading it, it was like, oh, they couldn't tell because they couldn't turn on the phone, so they couldn't see like the information. But if you t- inject the SIM card, it shows the IMEI on there. So I don't know how exactly. Yeah, that or just open into... the phone and see that the parts are not. I'm genuine, assuming like... they eventually did, and this is how this was found out, right? I'm assuming that's how this was all figured out. These yeah. devices were eventually opened up and realized that they were fakes. So uh, these devices they must have been, by the way, really good counterfeits because if anybody's ever seen a fake iPhone, they open up and they have a battery inside. You know what I mean? And you can tell they're fake. So these must have been like top-of-the-line counterfeit dummies. I mean, if you open any device, wouldn't it have a battery inside? No, no. I mean, they actually have like a backing. 
like these fake iPhones will come apart oh, you so can, you can oh, put in. Oh, I see. So like, you can okay. like literally change the battery or put in, I you know, see, a SIM card. I see, I see. Yeah, so that's most of the fakes, right? Because they are just Android devices. Yeah. Uh, fakes have become a lot better. Those are probably the cheaper ones. So a lot of these phones were replaced with, um, you know, replacement devices that were real by Apple, then sent back to China and sold. Yeah. And then this other partner in China would send the money to this partner's mother via, like, you know, transaction. So it's it's weird. Like, I was reading the story and I was just like... So did they get away with this? I'm assuming right now Apple's sent them... Uh, from, what I, from what I read, Apple sent them, like, hey, you know, they're taking them to court. And they're, they're allegedly still because they haven't been charged, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't click on the link here. There was something else in the story. I can't click on the link on on the actual iCloud website. I don't know why. But there's something else that happened to Apple as well, and they, they talked about it. But, yeah, just I thought it was really interesting. Like, I haven't even heard about this story, and all of a sudden, like, they got ripped off for $900,000 worth of devices. It's like, what? Yeah, it says here, Jiang allegedly submitted 3000 69 oh, 3, warranty okay. claims and Apple and got granted 1,493 yeah, replacement makes sense phones to make as a result. The estimated value of 600 per phone. Apple lost nearly 900,000 from this scheme in June and July of 2017. Apple sent Jiang cease and desist orders to Zhao's listed address, uh, notifying Jiang that Apple knew he was importing fake phones Zhang did not respond to the notice. The duel are not alone in allegedly trying to profit off of the large tech company. Last year, a Chinese national living in New Jersey on a student visa pled guilty to selling fake iPhones and iPads to customers, pocketing $1.1 million in sales revenue from the scheme. And just last month, a Lithuanian man pled guilty to scamming Google and Facebook out of $100 million in sp- and sending fake invoices <laughs> wow. via email and posing as a Taiwanese hardware company. That's, That's fucking genius. <laughs> I don't get it, though. Like, he was sending them invoices for what? He was just what? invoicing them for shit, and they were paying him. Because that they just, just means they're that... dumb. That's all that means. <laughs> so he's just pretending to be a hardware yeah, company who's just making something there... for them? <laughs> yeah, like anybody could do this. Like, just continue to send invoices to like i'm assuming you like gotta Google. have i'm assuming you gotta have the right email right like you have to know the person you're emailing i guess but so. he's pretend- yo if you get it what was it a hundred thousand dollars 1.1 million how the hell do no you no sorry a hundred million for sending invoices fake invoices so he sent fake invoices to facebook and, and google, google. And, and they, they kept paid paying out yeah. <laughs> up to a hundred million. I'm assuming both together. Oh my god! But I'm gonna send you an invoice, Google, <laughs> just for like just for having my my Google Minis. I'm gonna send you an invoice for just using your product, <laughs> and you better pay me. <laughs> it's gonna cost about half a million for each product. Well, if you're too. gonna do it, you're not supposed to say it on the podcast. <laughs> oh my bad. This is like evidence. Shit. Delete this special erase. <laughs> All right. So listen, we're we're gonna end this. I I want to give you a little. Um, we talked about this before. I want to give you a little quiz. It's a quick, quick, quick quiz. It's just a yes. Um, it's a two two options, right? So it's yes or one no. option or the other. Okay. It's not yes or no. It's a uh, Apple or Samsung. multiple choice. Multiple choice. Being only two uh, choices. So it's the 
Was it Samsung or Apple Pop Quiz? Are you ready for this? Okay. I'm ready. Which of the two companies was the first to launch a phone with a fingerprint scanner? Apple or Samsung? Samsung. And it was Apple. Okay. Which of the company... And I, I answered just like you did. I bet you're going to answer it like I did and just be like, what? Okay. Second question. Which company turned down the chance to buy Android in 2004? Turn down the chance to buy an Android as a product? It just, that's just I'm going to say Samsung. Is. That's correct. Samsung turned down the chance to buy it. I was Apple. like, why would um, Apple ever buy Android? That right. doesn't make any sense. Okay, question number three. Which company overtook Nokia as the world's biggest phone maker in 2012? Uh, Apple. Apple. And it was Samsung. You know what? Instinctually, I was going to say Samsung. I was like, this is a trick question. <laughs> Okay, question number four. Which company had a slogan called Think Different back in the day? That's Apple. Apple? Yeah. That's correct. You would know that, you Apple fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> question number five. Which company sued its brand ambassador for using a rival smartphone on TV? Brand ambassador for using a rival phone on TV. Samsung. Samsung? That's correct. Every phone looked like a Samsung anyways. <laughs> Okay, question well, number six. Well, the thing six. is Apple doesn't have brand ambassadors, so it doesn't matter. Well, that makes sense then. Was it Apple or Samsung that became the world's first trillion-dollar company last year? Apple. <laughs> yeah, we know that. Correct. Question number seven. Which company is in a legal battle with Qualcomm, and you know this answer, over patent violations? It's Apple. Yes. In China, if I'm not wrong, Correct. In okay. multiple places. Multiple places? Yes. Okay. Question eight. Which company announced a 5G phone this year? We know the answer to this as well. It's Sample. Sample Song. Sample Song. Sample Song. Samsung. <laughs> Correct. It's Sample Song. <laughs> which company in uh, question number nine, which company? Oh my God, this is such a dumb question. You're going to get this. Which company announced a technology called Face ID in 2017? Samsung. Sample song. <laughs> Apple did. Apple, Correct. Yes. <laughs> okay. The <laughs> Some last of these are really not <laughs> hard at all. <laughs> no. Which company yeah. acquired Harman International Industries in 2017? Harman. Yeah, so Harman Kardon. Uh, Samsung. Samsung. That is correct, my friend. You got 8 out of 10. Nice. Nice. I actually had like four out of ten when I first did <laughs> You're like, no, I know these. I know these. I know. Yeah, like <laughs> this is easy peasy breezy cheesy. You know, it I got to this. Be sam it's sample song. <laughs> sample song. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's my little pop quiz for you. You did good. You passed. You're still a fanboy. Okay. I mean, okay, I hope Apple so. Is not, <laughs> <laughs> Apple is not going to, you know, abolish I'll you. be your brand ambassador, Apple, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think uh, that's it for the podcast. Uh, I think you should wrap it up. All right. This has been another episode of the Pixel Refresh Podcast. If you like the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share it with a friend. Feel free to ask us questions on our Facebook at facebook.com slash pixelrefresh. I have been your host, Marco Rodriguez. I've been joined by none other than Mario Amaral, and that is going to be it for this episode. Thanks for listening. See you later. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mario Only Show. Yes, you're welcome. I know, I know. You're sick of hearing Marco's voice. And you're starting to think, 
how can we get rid of that annoying guy? Well, we just did, people. He's gone. So let's talk about something we really want to talk about. Drugs. Are they bad? Are they good? They can be both. You could have fun, smoke a little, you know, reefer, get a little high, maybe a little bit munchies, maybe too much munchies. There's a way to stop that. Don't smoke so much. Smoke only a little bit. Or if you get hungry, don't go to the edibles. Because guess what? Going to have a really bad high. You know what's going to happen? You're going to start seeing unicorns. And unicorns are going to start talking to you. They're going to start saying they're high. And they're seeing you. That shit's going to get all creepy. All fucked up. You don't want to mess with that shit. And stay off the hard stuff. You know what I mean? Weed's legal. That's cool. Mushrooms. If you like them on your pizza. Fine. Eat them. You know what I mean? I ain't going to stop you. Crack. Cocaine. Don't do that shit kids. It's bad for you. Real bad. 